Welcome to our 22nd episode of Keep the Torah. Today we'll read from Leviticus 12, 1, to 15, 33, Numbers 28, 9 to 15, and Isaiah 66, 1 to 24. It's kind of interesting that the world is on some bit of a quarantine for coronavirus, and our lesson today, well, gives instructions on who is quarantined for what level of clean or unclean. God must have a sense of humor on the timing. First portion. Leviticus chapter 12. 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, 2. Speak to the children of Israel, saying, If a woman conceives and gives birth to a male, she shall be unclean for seven days, as, in, the days of her menstrual flow, she shall be unclean. 3. And on the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. 4. And for thirty-three days, she shall remain in the blood of purity, she shall not touch anything holy, nor may she enter the sanctuary, until the days of her purification have been completed. 5. And if she gives birth to a female, she shall be unclean for two weeks, like her menstruation, period, and for sixty-six days, she shall remain in the blood of purity. 6. And when the days of her purification have been completed, whether for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring a sheep in its first year as a burnt offering, and a young dove or a turtle dove as a sin offering, to the entrance of the tent of meeting, to the kihon, a priest. 7. And he shall offer it up before the Lord and effect atonement for her. And thus, she will be purified from the source of her blood. This is the law of a woman who gives birth to a male or to a female. 8. And if she cannot afford a sheep, she shall take two turtle doves or two young doves, one as a burnt offering and one as a sin offering, and the kohen shall effect atonement for her, and she shall become clean. Leviticus chapter 13. 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, 2. If a man has a seth, or rising, a sapachath, or scab, or a beareth, or bright spot, on the skin of his flesh, and it forms a lesion, or plague, of sarah, or leprosy, on the skin of his flesh, he shall be brought to Aaron the Kihon, or to one of his sons, the Kohanim. 3. The Kohen shall look at the lesion on the skin of his flesh, and, if, hair in the lesion has turned white and the appearance of the lesion is deeper than the skin of his flesh, it is a lesion of Sarah. When the Kohen sees this, he shall pronounce him unclean. 4. But if it is a white beareth on the skin of his flesh, and its appearance is not deeper than the skin, and its hair has not turned white, the Kohen shall quarantine their person with the lesion for seven days. 5. And on the seventh day, the Kohen shall see him, and, 
Behold. The lesion has remained the same in its appearance, the lesion has not spread on the skin. So the Kohen shall quarantine him for seven days a second time. 6. And the Kohen shall see him on the seventh day a second time. And, behold. The lesion has become dimmer, and the lesion has not spread on the skin. The Kohen shall pronounce him clean. It is a mispachath. He shall immerse his garments and become clean. 7. However, if the mispachath spreads on the skin after it has been shown to the Kohen for its purification, it shall be shown to the Kohen a second time. 8. The Kohen shall look at it, and, behold, the mispachath has spread on the skin. The Kohen shall pronounce him unclean. It is Sara'ath. 9. If a man has a lesion of Sara'ath, he shall be brought to the Kohan. 10. The Kohan shall look at it, and, behold, there is a white seth on the skin, and either it has turned the hair white, or there is healthy, living, flesh in the seth. 11. It is old Saruath on the skin of his flesh, and the Kohan shall pronounce him unclean, he need not quarantine him because he is unclean. 12. And if the Saruath has spread over the skin, whereby the Saruath covers all the skin of the person with the lesion, from his head to his feet, wherever the eyes of the Kohan can see it. 13. Then the Kohan shall look at it, and Behold! The Saruath has covered all his flesh, he shall pronounce the person with the lesion clean. He has turned completely white, he is clean. 14. But on the day that living flesh appears in it, he shall become unclean. 15. When the Kohan sees the healthy living flesh, he shall pronounce him unclean. The live flesh is unclean, it is Sara'ath. 16. But, if the healthy, living, flesh once again turns white, it shall come to the Kohan. 17. And the Kohan shall look at it, and, behold, the lesion has turned white. The Kohan shall pronounce the lesion clean. He is clean. 18. If, a person's, flesh has an inflammation on its skin, and it heals. 19. And on the place of the inflammation there is a white seth, or a reddish white beareth, it shall be shown to the Kohan. 20. The Kohan shall look, at it, and, behold, its appearance is lower than the skin, and its hair has turned white, so the Kohan shall pronounce him unclean. It is a lesion of Saruath that has erupted on the inflammation. 21. But if the Kehan looks at it, and behold, it does not contain white hair, nor does it appear to be lower than the skin, and it is dim, the Kehan shall quarantine him for seven days. 22. And if it spreads on the skin, the Kehan shall pronounce him unclean. It is a lesion. 23. But if the beareth remains in its place, not spreading, it is the scar tissue of the inflammation, and the Kohen shall pronounce him clean. Second Portion
Leviticus chapter 13. 24. If, a person's, flesh has a fire burn on its skin, and on the healed area of the burn, there is a reddish white or white beareth. 25. The Kohen shall look at it, and, behold, the hair has turned white in the beareth, and its appearance is deeper than the skin, it is Saruath which is spread in the burn, so, the Kohen shall pronounce him unclean. It is a lesion of Saruath. 26. But, if the Kohen looks at it, and, behold, there is no white hair in the beareth, and it is not lower than the skin and it is dim, the Kohen shall quarantine him for seven days. 27. And the Kohen shall look at it on the seventh day, if it has spread on the skin, the Kohen shall pronounce him unclean. It is a lesion of Saraath. 28. But if the beareth remains in its place, not increasing on the skin, and it is dim, it is a seth of the burn, and the Kohen shall pronounce him clean, because it is the scar tissue of the burn. 29. If a man or a woman has a lesion on the head or on the beard, area. 30. The Kohen shall look at the lesion, and, behold, its appearance is deeper than the skin, and in it is a thin golden yellow hair. The Kohen shall pronounce him unclean. It is an ethic, a scab or eruption, which is Saruath of the head or the beard. 31. But when the Kohen looks at the Nethek lesion, and, behold, its appearance is not deeper than the skin, and there is no black hair in it, the Kohen shall quarantine the person with the Nethek lesion for seven days. 32. And the Kohen shall look at the lesion on the seventh day, and, behold, the Nethek has not spread, and no golden yellow hair was in it and the appearance of the nethek is not deeper than the skin. 33. He shall shave himself. But adjacent to the nethek he shall not shave, and the kohen shall quarantine the person with the nethek again for seven days. 34. Then the kohen shall look at the nethek on the seventh day, and, behold, the nethek did not spread on the skin and its appearance is not deeper than the skin. The Kohen shall pronounce him clean, and he shall immerse his garments and become clean. 35. But if the Nethek spreads on the skin, after he has been declared clean. 36. The Kohen shall look at it, and, behold, the Nethek has spread on the skin. The Kohen need not examine for golden yellow hair. It is unclean. 37. But if the appearance of the Nethek has remained the same, or if black hair has grown in it, the Nethek has healed, he is clean. So the Kohen shall pronounce him clean. 38. If a man or a woman has spots on the skin of their flesh, white spots. 39. The Kohen shall look, and, behold, there are dim white spots on the skin of their flesh. It is a bohack, pigmentation, which has spread on the skin. He is clean. Third portion.
Leviticus chapter 13. 40. If a man loses the hair on the back of his head, he is bald, he is clean. 41. And if he loses his hair on the side toward his face, he is bald at the front, he is clean. 42. If there is a reddish-white lesion on the back out front bald area, it is a spreading sarah or leprosy, in his back or front bald area. 43. So the Kohen shall look at it, and, behold, there is a reddish-white ceph, or plague, lesion on his back or front bald area, like the appearance of sarah on the skin of the flesh. 44. He is a man afflicted with sarah or leprosy, he is unclean. The Kohen shall surely pronounce him unclean, his lesion is on his head. 45. And the person with sarah in whom there is the lesion, his garments shall be torn. His head shall be unshorn, he shall cover himself down to his moustache and call out, Unclean! Unclean! 46. All the days the lesion is upon him, he shall remain unclean. He is unclean, he shall dwell isolated, his dwelling shall be outside the camp. 47. And as for, the garment that has the lesion of Saruath upon it, on a woolen garment, or on a linen garment. 48. Or on, threads prepared for the, warp or the woof of linen or of wool, or on leather or on anything made from leather. 49. If the lesion on the garment, the leather, the warp or woof, threads, or on any leather article, is deep green or deep red, it is a lesion of Sarah and it shall be shown to the Kohan. 50. The Kohan shall look at the lesion, and he shall quarantine, the article with, the lesion for seven days. 51. And he shall look at the lesion on the seventh day, if, the lesion has spread on the garment, or on the warp or woof, threads, or on the leather or on any article made from leather, the lesion is a malignant Sarah or dangerous leprosy, it is unclean. 52. And he shall burn the garment, the warp or woof, threads, of wool or of linen, or any leather article which has the lesion upon it, for it is a malignant sarah it shall be burned in fire. 53. But if the Kohen looks, and, behold, the lesion has not spread on the garment, the warp or woof, threads, or any leather article. 54. The Kohen shall order, and they shall wash what the lesion is upon, and he shall quarantine it again for seven days. Fourth portion. Leviticus chapter 13. 55. Then the Kohen shall look, at it, after the lesion has been washed, and, behold, the lesion has not changed in appearance, and the lesion has not spread, it is unclean. You shall burn it in fire. It is a penetrating lesion on the worn or new, article. 56. But if the Kohen looks, at it, after it has been washed, and behold, the lesion has become dimmer, 
he shall tear it out of the garment, out of the leather, or out of the warp or woof, threads. 57, and if it appears again on the garment, the warp or woof, threads, or any leather article, it is a recurrent growth, of the lesion. You shall burn it in fire, the article, upon which the lesion is, found. 58, but the garment, the warp or woof, threads, or any leather article which is washed, and the lesion disappears from them, shall be immersed a second time, and it shall be clean. 59, this is the law of a lesion of sarah or leprosy, on a woolen or linen garment, warp or woof threads, or any leather article, to render it clean or unclean. Leviticus chapter 14. 1, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, 2, This shall be the law of the person afflicted with sarah on the day of his cleansing he shall be brought to the Kohan. 3. The Kohan shall go outside the camp, and the Kohan shall look, and behold, the lesion of Saruath has healed in the afflicted person. 4. Then the Kohan shall order, and the person to be cleansed shall take two living, clean birds, a cedar stick, a strip of crimson, wool, and his sop. 5. The Kohan shall order, and one shall slaughter the one bird into an earthenware vessel, over spring water. 6. As for, the live bird, he shall take it, and then the cedar stick, the strip of crimson, wool, and the hyssop, and, along with the live bird, he shall dip them into the blood of the slaughtered bird, over the spring water. 7. He shall then sprinkle seven times upon the person being cleansed from Sarah and he shall cleanse him. He shall then send away the live bird into the open field. 8. The person being cleansed shall then immerse his garments, shave off all his hair, and immerse himself in water, and become clean. After this, he may enter the camp, but he shall remain outside his tent for seven days. 9. And it shall be on the seventh day, that he shall shave off all his hair, that of his head, his beard, his eyebrows, indeed, all his hair, he shall shave off, he shall then immerse his garments and immerse his flesh in water, thus becoming clean. 10. And on the eighth day, he shall take two unblemished male lambs, one unblemished ewe lamb in its first year three-tenths of an ifa, of fine flour mixed with olive oil as a meal offering, and one lock of olive oil. 11. And the kohen who is performing the cleansing shall place the person being cleansed, together, with these things, before the Lord, at the entrance of the tent of meeting. 12. And the kohen shall take one male lamb and bring it as a guilt offering, along with the log of oil, and wave them as a waving before the Lord. 13. He shall slaughter the lamb in the place where one slaughters the sin offering and the burnt offering, in a holy place. For regarding the Kohan's service, the guilt offering is like the sin offering. 
It is a holy of holies. 14. The Kohen shall take some of the blood of the guilt offering, and the Kohen shall place it above the cartilage of the right ear of the person being cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. 15. And the Kohen shall take some of the log of oil, and pour it onto the Kohen's left palm. 16. The Kohen shall then dip his right index finger into some of the oil that is on his left palm, and sprinkle some of the oil with his index finger seven times, before the Lord. 17. And some of the remainder of the oil that is in his palm, the Kohen shall place on the cartilage of the right ear of the person being cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot, on top of the blood of the guilt offering. 18. And what is left over from the oil that is in the Kohen's palm, he shall place upon the head of the person being cleansed, and the Kohen shall effect atonement for him before the Lord. 19. The Kohen shall then perform the service of the sin offering and effect atonement for the person being cleansed of his uncleanness. After this, he shall slaughter the burnt offering. 20. And the Kohen shall bring up the burnt offering and the meal offering to the altar. The Kohen shall thus effect atonement for him, and he shall be completely clean. We'll take a short break from our reading, and continue with the fifth portion. Fifth portion. Leviticus chapter 14. 21, But if he is poor and cannot afford these sacrifices, he shall take one male lamb as a guilt offering for a waving to effect atonement for him, and one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil as a meal offering, and a log of oil. 22, and two turtle doves or two young doves, according to what he can afford, one shall be a sin offering, and one a burnt offering. 23, and he shall bring them on the eighth day of his cleansing, to the kihon, to the entrance of the tent of meeting, before the Lord. 24, 
and the Kohen shall take the guilt offering lamb and the log of oil, and the Kohen shall wave them as a waving, before the Lord. 25 And he shall slaughter the guilt offering lamb, and the Kohen shall take some of the blood of the guilt offerings and place it on the cartilage of the right ear of the person being cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. 26 and the Kohen shall then pour some of the oil into the left palm of the Kohan. 27, and the Kohen shall sprinkle with his right index finger some of the oil that is in his left palm, seven times before the Lord. 28, and the Kohen shall place some of the oil that is in his palm, on the cartilage of the right ear of the person being cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot on the place of the blood of the guilt offering. 29. And what is left over from the oil that is in the Kohen's palm, he shall place upon the head of the person being cleansed, to effect atonement for him, before the Lord. 30. He shall then perform, the service of, one of the turtle doves or of the young doves, from whatever he can afford. 31. From, what he can afford one as a sin offering, and one as a burnt offering, besides the meal offering, and the Kohen shall effect atonement for the person being cleansed, before the Lord. 32. This is the law of one in whom there is a lesion of Sarah, who cannot afford, the full array of sacrifices, when he is to be cleansed. Sixth Portion Leviticus chapter 14. 33 And the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, 34 When you come to the land of Canaan, which I am giving you as a possession, and I place a lesion of Saruath upon a house in the land of your possession. 35 And the one to whom the house belongs comes and tells the Kohan, saying, something like a lesion has appeared to me in the house. 36. The Kohen shall order that they clear out the house, before the Kohen comes to look at the lesion, so that everything in the house should not become unclean. After this, the Kohen shall come to look at the house. 37. And he shall look at the lesion. Now, if, the lesion in the walls of the house consists of dark green or dark red sunken looking stains, appearing as if deeper than the wall. 38. Then the Kohen shall go out of the house to the entrance of the house, and he shall quarantine the house for seven days. 39. Then the Kohen shall return on the seventh day and look at the house. Now, if, the lesion has spread in the walls of the house. 40. The Kohen shall order that they remove the stones upon which the lesion is, found, and they shall cast them away outside the city, to an unclean place. 41. And he shall scrape out the house from the inside, all around, and they shall pour out their, mortar, dust from what they scraped, outside the city into an unclean place. 42, and they shall take other stones and bring them instead of those stones, and he shall take other, mortar, dust, and plaster the house. 43, 
and if the lesion returns and erupts in the house, after he had removed the stones, and after the house had been scraped around and after it had been plastered. 44. Then the Kahan shall come and look, at it. Now, if, the lesion in the house has spread, it is malignant sarah or dangerous leprosy, in the house, it is unclean. 45. He shall demolish the house, its stones, its wood, and all there, mortar, dust of the house, and he shall take, them, outside the city, to an unclean place. 46. And anyone entering the house during all the days of its quarantine shall become unclean until the evening. 47. And whoever lies down in the house, shall immerse his garments, and whoever eats in the house, shall immerse his garments. 48. But if the Kahan comes and comes again and looks, at the lesion, and behold, the lesion did not spread in the house, after the house has been plastered, the Kahan shall pronounce the house clean, because the lesion has healed. 49. 2. Ritually, cleanse the house, he shall take two birds, a cedar stick, a strip of crimson, wool, and his sop. 50. He shall slaughter one bird into an earthenware vessel, over spring water. 51. And he shall take the cedar stick, the hyssop, the strip of crimson, wool, and the live bird, and he shall dip them into the blood of slaughtered bird and into the spring water and sprinkle towards the house seven times. 52. And he shall, thus, cleanse the house with the blood of the bird, the spring water, the live bird, the cedar wood, the hyssop and the strip of crimson, wool. 53. He shall then send away the live bird outside the city, onto the, open, field. He shall thus effect atonement for the house, and it will be clean. 54. All, this is the law for every lesion of Sarah and for an ethic. 55. And for Saruath of garments and houses. 56. And for a Seth, or rising, and for a Sepachath, or scab, and for a Beareth, or bright spot. 57. To render decisions regarding the day of uncleanness and the day of cleanness. This is the law of Saraath or leprosy. Leviticus chapter 15. 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, 2. Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, If any man has a discharge from his flesh, his discharge is unclean. 3. And this shall be, the nature of, his uncleanness due to his discharge, if, his flesh runs with his discharge, or, if, his flesh is plugged up by his discharge, that is his uncleanness. 4. Any bedding upon which the man with the discharge will lie, shall become unclean, and any object upon which he will sit, shall become unclean. 5. And a man who touches his bedding, shall immerse his garments and immerse himself in water and he remain unclean until evening. 6. And anyone who sits on an object, 
upon which the man with the discharge will sit, shall immerse his garments and immerse himself in water, and he shall remain unclean until evening. 7. And anyone who touches the flesh of the man with a discharge, shall immerse his garments and immerse himself in water, and he shall remain unclean until evening. 8. And if the man with the discharge spits upon a clean person, that person, shall immerse his garments and immerse himself in water, and he shall remain unclean until evening. 9. Any riding gear upon which the man with the discharge will ride, becomes unclean. 10. And whoever touches anything what will be under him, becomes unclean until evening. And whoever lifts them up shall immerse his garments and immerse himself in water, and he shall remain unclean until evening. 11. And whomever the man with the discharge touches, without, the latter, having rinsed his hands, shall immerse his garments and immerse himself in the waters, and he shall remain unclean until evening. 12. And an earthenware vessel which the man with the discharge will touch, shall be broken, and any wooden vessel shall be rinsed in water. 13. When the man with the discharge is cleansed of his discharge, he shall count seven days for himself for his purification, and then immerse his garments and immerse his flesh in spring water, and he shall be clean. 14. And on the eighth day, he shall take for himself two turtle doves or two young doves, and come before the Lord, to the entrance of the tent of meeting, and give them to the Kohan. 15. And the Kohan shall make them, one into a sin offering and one into a burnt offering, and the Kohan shall effect atonement for him from his discharge, before the Lord. Seventh Portion Leviticus Chapter 15 16. A man from whom there is a discharge of semen, shall immerse all his flesh in water, and he shall remain unclean until evening. 17. And any garment or any leather, object, which has semen on it, shall be immersed in water, and shall remain unclean until evening. 18. A woman with whom a man cohabits, whereby there was, a discharge of, semen. They shall immerse in water, and they shall remain unclean until evening. 19. If a woman has a discharge, her flesh discharging blood, she shall remain in her state of menstrual separation for seven days, and whoever touches her shall become unclean until evening. 20. And whatever she lies on during her menstrual separation, shall become unclean, and whatever she sits on, shall become unclean. 21. And anyone who touches her bedding, shall immerse his garments and immerse, himself, in water, and he shall remain unclean until evening. 22. And anyone who touches any object upon which she will sit, shall immerse his garments and immerse himself in water, and he shall remain unclean until evening. 23. And if he is on the bedding or on the object, upon which she is sitting, when he touches it, he becomes unclean until evening. 24. If a man cohabits with her, the uncleanness of, her menstruation shall be upon him, 
and he shall be unclean for seven days. And any bedding he lies upon, shall become unclean. 25. And a woman whose flow of blood flows for many days, outside of the time of her menstrual separation, or she has a discharge after her menstrual separation. Then all the days she has her unclean discharge, she shall be unclean just like the days of her menstrual separation. 26. Any bedding upon which she lies during all the time of her discharge, will have the same, uncleanness, for her, as the bedding of her menstruation, and any object upon which she will sit, shall become unclean. Like her menstrual uncleanness. 27. And anyone who touches them shall become unclean, he shall immerse his garments and immerse, himself, in water, and he shall remain unclean until evening. 28. And if she becomes clean of her discharge, she shall count for herself seven days. And after this, she may be cleansed. 29. And on the eighth day, she shall take for herself two turtle doves or two young doves, and bring them to the kihon, to the entrance of the tent of meeting. 30. And the kihon shall make one into a sin offering and one into a burnt offering, and the kihon shall effect atonement for her, before the Lord, from the uncleanness of her discharge. 31. And you shall separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness, so that they will not die on account of their uncleanness, if they defile my sanctuary which is in their midst. 32. This is the law for one who has a discharge, and one from whom semen assues, through which she becomes unclean. 33. And for a woman who has her menstrual flow, and for one who has a discharge, whether male or female, and a man who cohabits with an unclean woman, Mafta portion. Numbers chapter 28. 9. And on the Sabbath day, two unblemished lambs in the first year, and two tenths of an ephah of fine flour as a meal offering, mixed with oil, and its libation. 10. This is the burnt offering of each Sabbath on its Sabbath, in addition to the continual burnt offering and its libation. 11. And on the beginning of your months, you shall offer up a burnt offering to the Lord, two young bulls, one ram, and seven lambs in the first year, all, unblemished. 12. Three tenths of an ephah of fine flour as a meal offering, mixed with oil for each bull, and two tenths of an ephah of fine flour as a meal offering, mixed with oil for each ram. 13 and one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil as a meal offering for each lamb. A burnt offering with a spirit of satisfaction, a fire offering to the Lord. 14. And their libations, a half of a hin for each bull, a third of a hin for each ram, and a quarter of a hin for each lamb wine, this is the burnt offering of each new month in its month, throughout the months of the year. 15. And one young male goat for a sin offering to the Lord. It shall be offered up in addition to the continual burnt offering and its libation. Haftarah. 
Isaiah chapter 66. 1. So says the Lord, The heavens are my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Which is the house that you will build for me, and which is the place of my rest? 2. And all these my hand made, and all these have become, says the Lord. But to this one will I look, to one poor and of crushed spirit, who hastens to do my bidding. 3. Whoever slaughters an ox has slain a man. He who slaughters a lamb is as though he beheads a dog. He who offers up a meal offering is, like, swine blood. He who burns frankincense brings a gift of violence, they, too, chose their ways, and their soul desired their abominations. For, I, too, will choose their mockeries, and their fears I will bring to them. Since I called and no one answered, I spoke and they did not hearken, and they did what was evil in my eyes, and what I did not wish they chose. 5. Hearken to the word of the Lord, who quake at his word. Your brethren who hate you, who cast you out, said, For the sake of my name, the Lord shall be glorified, but we will see your joy, and they shall be ashamed. 6. There is a sound of stirring from the city, a sound from the temple, the voice of the Lord, recompensing his enemies. 7. When she has not yet travailed, she has given birth, when the pang has not yet come to her, she has been delivered of a male child. 8. Who heard, anything, like this? Who saw, anything, like these? Is a land born in one day? Is a nation born at once, that Zion both experienced birth pangs and bore her children? 9. Will I bring to the birth stool and not cause to give birth, says the Lord. Am I not he who causes to give birth, now should I shut the womb, says your God. 10. Rejoice with Jerusalem and exult in her all those who love her, rejoice with her a rejoicing, all who mourn over her. 11. In order that you suck and become sated from the breast of her consolations in order that you drink deeply and delight from her approaching glory. 12. For so says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to you like a river, and like a flooding stream the wealth of the nations, and you shall suck thereof. On the side you shall be born, and on knees you shall be dandled. 13. Like a man whose mother consoles him, so will I console you, and in Jerusalem, you shall be consoled. 14. And you shall see, and your heart shall rejoice, and your bones shall bloom like grass, and the hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants, and he shall be wroth with his enemies. 15. For behold, the Lord shall come with fire, and like a tempest, his chariots, to render his anger with fury, and his rebuke with flames of fire. 16. For with fire, will the Lord contend, and with his sword with all flesh, and those slain by the Lord shall be many. 17. Those who prepare themselves and purify themselves to the gardens, one, after another in the middle, those who eat the flesh of the swine and the detestable thing and the rodent shall perish together, says the Lord. 
18, and I their deeds and their thoughts have come to gather all the nations and the tongues, and they shall come and they shall see my glory. 19, and I will place a sign upon them, and I will send from them refugees to the nations, Darshish, Pal, and Lud, who draw the bow, to Tubal and Juven, the distant islands, who did not hear of my fame and did not see my glory, and they shall recount my glory among the nations. 20. And they shall bring all your brethren from all the nations as a tribute to the Lord, with horses and with chariots, and with covered wagons and with mules and with joyous songs upon my holy mount, Jerusalem. Says the Lord, as the children of Israel bring the offering in a pure vessel to the house of the Lord. 21. And from them too will I take for priests and for Levites, says the Lord. 22. For, as the new heavens and the new earth that I am making, stand before me, says the Lord, so shall your seed and your name stand. 23. And it shall be from new moon to new moon and from Sabbath to Sabbath, that all flesh shall come to prostrate themselves before me, says the Lord. 24 And they shall go out and see the corpses of the people who rebelled against me, for their worm shall not die, and their fire shall not be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring for all flesh. Isaiah chapter 66 23 And it shall be from new moon to new moon and from Sabbath to Sabbath, that all flesh shall come to prostrate themselves before me, says the Lord. Here ends our Torah reading today. many years of being a former Christian, I thought Isaiah 53 was talking about Jesus. When I started to study the passages in Isaiah 53 a little closer, I found a very different message. I've heard rabbis say that English Bibles are really only interpretations, and not translations. For the longest time I didn't understand what interpretation meant, that is until being on both sides of belief. The Hebrew language is nothing like English, sentence structures are different, and in order to assemble Hebrew into English, words have to be reordered to make the English work. If a person is Christian, 
they will automatically be inclined to form the words in favor of New Testament doctrine, but if a Yisraelite or Jew, they won't read Christian doctrine into it. As a former Christian, I would read every Hebrew scripture into something about Jesus, even if Jesus or any symbol of him was not mentioned, of course this is to be expected coming from the Greek New Testament teachings that declare that Jesus had to die and rise, according to the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4, but when actually looking for those scriptures, they don't exist, anywhere in the Tanakh, known as the Hebrew scriptures, or to the Christian, the Old Testament. With some recent debates with people online about Isaiah 53, I was moved to find a closer English translation to the original Hebrew of Isaiah 52-53. I would like to share a different version with you than what most Christian Bibles read. I'll read from the Judaica Press version I found on safaria.org slash Isaiah.52.13. I'll do some explaining along the way. The Suffering Servant of Yeshayahu, Isaiah, 53 The section of Isaiah 53 starts in Isaiah 52, 13. The chapter breaks were added later. Isaiah 52, 13, Indeed, my servant shall prosper, be exalted and raised to great heights. 14, just as the many were appalled at him, so marred was his appearance, unlike that of man, form, beyond human semblance. 15. Just so he shall startle many nations. Kings shall be silenced because of him, for they shall see what has not been told them, shall behold what they never have heard. Notes. Isaiah 52. 13 to 15 tell us that the following are kings being silenced because of him. Please keep in mind that him is not one person, but all of Yisrael collectively as defined in Isaiah 41, verses 8 to 9, 44, verses 1 to 2 and 21, 45, verse 4, 48, verse 20, 49, verses 1 to 7, and 54, verse 17. Continuing on. Isaiah 53. 1. Who can believe what we have heard? Upon whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? 2. For he has grown, by his favor, like a tree crown, like a tree trunk out of arid ground. He had no form or beauty, that we should look at him, no charm that we should find him pleasing. Notes: Every Jesus movie I've ever seen depicts him as handsome and attractive. I'm not sure I ever saw a black Jesus, or even a hunchbacked, or pot-bellied Jesus. Isaiah 53, 2 says he had no form or beauty. Continuing on. 3. He was despised shunned by men, a man of suffering, familiar with disease, as one who hid his face from us, he was despised. We held him of no account. Notes. Hid his face from us. If this is supposed to be Jesus, 
Remember what John 18, 20 says, quote, Yeshua, or Jesus, answered, I have spoken quite openly to everyone, I have always taught in a synagogue or in the temple where all Jews meet together, and I have said nothing in secret, end quote. Continuing on. 4. Yet it was our sickness that he was bearing, our suffering that he endured. We accounted him plagued, smitten and afflicted by God. Notes. Remember who, we, is here. We, is the kings of the nations defined by Isaiah 52, 13 to 15. Please consider how much sickness the Jews were bearing while the Nazis were killing 6 million of them. Of course Isaiah 53 may not be referring to one tragic event like the Holocaust, but many possible events of suffering because of the sickness of the world despising the Jews for the past two millennia. Continuing on. 5. But he was wounded because of our sins, crushed because of our iniquities. He bore the chastisement that made us whole, and by his bruises we were healed. Notes. This is where Christianity likes to point at and say see? This is where Jesus pays for our sin. The problem with someone paying for another person's sin, is that it's forbidden by the Hebrew scriptures. I won't read all of them, but here's a few. Job 14, 4, who can bring what is pure from something impure? No one. Psalms 49, 7, a brother cannot redeem a man. He cannot give his ransom to God. Exodus 32, 31-33, Moshe went back to Adonai and said, Please, these people have committed a terrible sin. They have made themselves a god out of gold. 32, now, if you will just forgive their sin, but if you won't, then, I beg you, blot me out of your book which you have written. 33, Adonai answered Moshe. Those who have sinned against me are the ones I will blot out of my book. Deuteronomy 24, 16. Fathers are not to be executed for the children, nor are children to be executed for the fathers. Every person will be executed for his own sin. If you have time, check out Ezekiel chapter 14 and 18. Continuing on. 6. We all went astray like sheep, each going his own way, and the Lord visited upon him the guilt of all of us. Notes, the Israelites suffered by the hands of those who deserved the wrath instead. Continuing on. 7. He was maltreated. Yet he was submissive. He did not open his mouth. Like a sheep being led to slaughter, like a ewe, lamb, dumb before those who shear her, he did not open his mouth. Notes. Jesus opened his mouth to Pilate in Matthew 27:11, saying, The words are yours, which subtract from Isaiah 53 being about Jesus. Continuing on. 8. By oppressive judgment he was taken away, 
who could describe his abode. For he was cut off from the land of the living through the sin of my people, who deserved the punishment. Notes It is suggested that Yisrael somehow paid for the sins of their oppressors. But that can't be what it says. Remember that nobody can pay for someone else's sin. Ezekiel 14 and 18 Look closely. He was cut off by the evil of my people. Remember that my, here is referring to the kings of the nations. They are speaking on behalf of their people and what they did to the Israelites. Continuing on. 9. And his grave was set among the wicked, and with the rich. In his death though he had done no injustice and had spoken no falsehood. 10. But the Lord chose to crush him by disease, that, if he made himself an offering for guilt, he might see offspring and have long life, and that through him the Lord's purpose might prosper. Notes on verse 10, here is what the Judaic Press Complete Tanash translation says for. Isaiah 53. 10, And the Lord wished to crush him, he made him ill, if his soul makes itself restitution, he shall see children, and he shall prolong his days, and God's purpose shall prosper in his hand. I'll be honest, this section is a little difficult to interpret immediately. Remember that the Israelites are being cut off for sins that are not their own. No, they weren't paying for other people's sins but they were suffering because of the evil of others. It seems the verse is saying that God wished to crush the Gentile nations for their evil against the Israelites. And if they repent of their evils, they would see children, and shall prolong their days with God's prosperity in their hands. Deuteronomy 30 15. Look, I am presenting you today with on the one hand, life and good, and on the other, death and evil, 16, in that I am ordering you today to love Adonai your God, to follow his ways, and to obey his mitzvot, regulations and rulings, for if you do, you will live and increase your numbers, and Adonai your God will bless you in the land you are entering in order to take possession of it. Continuing on. 11. Out of his anguish he shall see it, he shall enjoy it to the full through his devotion. My righteous servant makes the many righteous, it is their punishment that he bears. 12. Assuredly, I will give him the many as his portion, he shall receive the multitude as his spoil. For he exposed himself to death and was numbered among the sinners, whereas he bore the guilt of the many and made intercession for the sinners. Notes. It seems like the verse is saying that a righteous nation like Yisrael is paying for the sins of others, but if we look carefully, they're not. Remember a time that you blew up at someone and they didn't deserve it. They didn't come back at you, or return the evil. Over time you may feel guilty for what you did, and repent. By their wounds, you were healed. The Lord bless thee, and keep thee. 
the Lord make his face to shine upon thee, and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee, and give thee peace. That's all we have today. We're looking forward to this week's many battles and coping with the situations that God is allowing us to go through. We may not be guilty of someone else's COVID-19 mistake, but maybe our economy is oppressed at this time so that others may be healed. It's just a hunch. We'll see what God does with it. If someone gets healed from it, then it's worth it. Isn't that what Isaiah 53 teaches? Till next week, goodbye.